tough and they're really rough and nothing's working but there's something inside of you that says I just have to follow that because you don't know Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everybody, welcome to the Binge on Silva podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you for tuning in, for listening to this episode, and for joining me this week. If you're new to this podcast, first of all, thank you for being here. Binge on Selvav is a podcast where I cover all things related to body image, self-acceptance, eating disorders, and recovery. It's a place where I get a chance to share my story and what I've learned throughout the years battling with eating disorders. If you have, on the other hand, listened to any of the episodes before, you may know that I speak quite openly about my experience with binge eating disorder and about my personal journey to recovery and to some sort of self-acceptance. But what I haven't talked about that much is what consequences of the binge eating disorder I have been facing and what are some of the tolls that the eating disorders took on me and my body for not treating my body right. None of the things that I'm going to talk about today is to pity myself or anything like that. Not at all. After all, I am the one who didn't treat my body the right way. But because I've been in a recovery for the past few years, I kind of had a chance to realize how many side effects eating disorders have. Some of them being physical, some of them being mental, other being about relationship and happiness and stuff like that. I've also realized how much we often focus only on the visible consequences of eating disorders such as weight gain, weight loss, clothes being too small, clothes being too big or whatever and how little we actually focus on all of the other effects and influences that eating disorders have on our minds, bodies and lives. And because I think it's something we should talk about more openly, I'm going to share with you my experience. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let me start by asking you this question. When I say consequences of an eating disorder, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? 
You can let me know on Instagram in the comments or send me a DM what are your thoughts on this. But if I should guess, I would say that a majority of you have probably answered something like weight or something weight related. And on the one hand, it is quite understandable. Weight obviously is tightly connected with an eating disorder. For many people, an eating disorder is a way how to control their weight. For others, controlling their weight is about having a sense of control in their lives. A lot of us have perceived or maybe still do perceive weight gain as the number one fear and we try to do everything in our power not to gain weight, whatever the cost, even if it means not eating or if it means under eating, purging, overexercising or whatever else. And like I've just said, it is understandable that weight is our big concern. After all, it's what the eating disorder makes us believe is the most important thing in life. After all, it's what the eating disorder makes us believe is the most important thing in life, the only thing we should worry about. All in all, I think weight is one of the first things that comes to mind of a lot of people when speaking of an eating disorder. But weight is not the only thing that's being affected by the eating disorder. There are many side effects that may not be as visible at first sight, but they take their toll on our physical and mental health. Our health is an obvious factor and part of our life that is being affected by an eating disorder. But just because it's obvious, it doesn't mean that we pay attention to it or that we make our health our priority. If I'm being honest, when I was binging and later on when I was trying to recover from an eating disorder, health was quite literally the last thing on my mind. The kind of weird thing about health is that you cannot see it, you cannot touch it or weight it or measure it. You can only feel it when there's something wrong with it. I could quote unquote feel my health when I was being sick or tired or whatever, But none of that has lasted that long to bother me. I haven't noticed that many issues with my body during the first years of binge eating disorder. Definitely less than what I would expected. But then, a few years later, I started to noticing one side effect after another. Or maybe I think it was more that at first I didn't really associate the issues I was experiencing with the eating disorder itself. I thought that maybe my skin was so irritating irritated because I am just super sensitive to a lot of things or that I have all these stomach issues because that's just how my body reacts to things or that it's normal that I'm so tired and moody all the time. And it wasn't really until I began to feel and see the consequences of my problems that I've decided to do something about them. I mean, I've decided and tried probably hundreds of times before, but I never found a strong enough reason to commit to the recovery. I've said it in some of the episodes before, but for me personally, the biggest difference between me trying to recover and me actually recovering was my health. Getting healthier became one of the main reasons why I wanted to recover and it was one of the main sources of motivation that kept me going. Fortunately or unfortunately, how we treat our bodies doesn't usually manifest itself right away. It takes quite a lot of time. If you don't eat enough today or if on the opposite you overeat today, it's probably not going to have that much of an impact on you in the long run. But if you do this every day or even multiple times a day, 
logically, it has to have some sort of an impact on your health that you are going to experience later. And overeating, binge eating, purging, starving, not eating enough, not eating food rich in nutrients that your body needs, all of that is inevitably going to take a toll on our bodies. The health consequences that people with an eating disorder experience are naturally going to differ and I think the best thing to do is to make an appointment with your doctor and get yourself checked. Um, just to give you an example, in my case, some of the long-term consequences that I've experienced and that I've been dealing with has been, for instance, extreme bloatedness, acne, decayed teeth, very, very dry skin, the onset of eczema, inflammation, fatigue, brittle nails, and many others. Again, I am not saying that it's what everybody experiences, not at all, but as you can see, it is quite a long list of side effects and consequences of my years-long struggle with binge eating disorder. Following up on the consequences of eating disorders, one of such side effects that are hard to measure is our self-confidence. Eating disorders not only have an impact on our self-confidence, but they undermine it and degrade it to basically non-existent. What I think the eating disorder does really, really well is that it gets you to a point where your life becomes dependent on an eating disorder. And the more the eating disorder wins, the stronger it makes the belief that you need an eating disorder and that it does give you some sense of control over your emotions and over tense situations in life. But if anything, an eating disorder makes every situation worse. I've never been a person that would beam with confidence, but with the onset of binge eating disorder at the age around 18 or 19, I've lost any kind of self-worth and dignity and I became very dependent on other people's approval and validation of me. I stopped believing in my own decisions and my ultimate nightmare became the fear of people not liking me. I think that for me losing confidence wasn't necessarily about gain gaining so much weight in such a short period of time. I think it was more about losing any kind of self-worth and dignity and respect for myself because all I was doing all day every day was binge eating. I've isolated myself so I had very little social interaction which again took its toll on my self-confidence and the eating disorder behavior has also turned me into a very dependent and clingy girlfriend because I hated myself so much that I feared the day my boyfriend would also see through me and see how terrible I am and leave me. Just saying this out loud makes me sad thinking how much you can actually hate yourself, but thankfully I now realize that so much of that self-load was indeed affected by my eating disorder. And what I want all of you to remember and to remind yourself as much as you can is that you are enough and that you deserve to feel happy with who you are and that you have the power to choose recovery and say yes to the recovery. And I am not saying this as some kind of empty words, but I truly mean it. An eating disorder makes you believe that you are worthless and that you don't deserve to be happy unless your scale shows a certain number or unless you look a certain way. But that's just so not true. You are so much more than that and you deserve to be well and happy.
Relationships are another part of our lives that we probably wouldn't necessarily think of when speaking of eating disorders. Like, what does an eating disorder have to do with your relationship, right? But even relationships are being affected. I know how much my parents and my friend and my partner have worried about me during my struggles, and I feel terrible for making them experience anything like that. But I didn't really see that back then. I didn't fully realize that. I have lied to my parents, my friend, and later on even to my boyfriend about how much I ate, when I ate or what I ate. I've lied about why I'm not having dinner tonight, whether it was because I was punishing myself or because I binged the whole day and I was so full that I couldn't physically eat anymore. When my binge eating disorder was at its worst, I would spend an entire day at home except for a trip to a store to buy more food to binge on. I was constantly pushing my boyfriend and my friend away, telling them I don't have time, I don't feel well, I can't hang out right now. And it wasn't because I didn't love them or because I didn't want to be with them. It was because I was binging the entire time and I was physically sick and I felt like shit and I just didn't want anyone to see me like that. And speaking of romantic relationship and intimacy, I think that's quite a chapter on its own. And I was actually thinking about dedicating an entire episode to relationships and intimacy and negative bad image. So let me know on Instagram or in the review of this podcast whether that's something you would be interested in. Now back to the consequences of eating disorders. I don't think we should ruminate on the past, although I do it myself a lot. And I don't think it's healthy or that it's essentially going to help us in any way other than learning from it. But another thing I was able to realize only with the passage of time was how much I have missed in my life because of an eating disorder. The eating disorder has taught me not to enjoy a single moment. Pretty much every single moment of my life with binge eating disorder by my side was filled with fear, doubt, self-hatred, anxiety or physical pain. If I went to a family gathering, all I could think of was food. If I went to hang out with my friends, all I worried about was how disgusting I felt and how they're going to judge me for gaining all that weight. If I went on a date with my boyfriend, all I could think of was what I'm going to binge on the second I get home. There were periods of time when I wasn't capable of doing anything, and I mean literally anything. I couldn't study, I couldn't focus, I couldn't focus at work, I couldn't work on my side projects, and honestly, I didn't even want to, because at that time I felt like everything was so useless. I pretty much gave up everything that made me who I am, that made me happy, that brought me any kind of joy, because my mind and my life were so consumed by my eating disorder. There are so many moments that we miss out on because our minds and life are occupied with an eating disorder, and it's really, really sad. That's another reason to say yes to a recovery. The last consequence I want to talk about today, although there are so many more, is one that we very rarely talk about. And it's understandable on one hand because it's the least important one compared to all of the other consequences I've talked about today. And that's money. Eating disorders take a huge toll on your finances. I've spent hundreds 
maybe even thousands of dollars worth on bench food, but also on the food that I never ate. I would always tell myself that I'm gonna start on Monday next week and I'm gonna eat healthy. So I would go to the store, made a big purchase of vegetable, fruit, yogurt, simply anything that I considered healthy at the time. And then Monday would come and I would binge again. I didn't eat any of the food that I bought before. And it became this cycle when basically all the money I made, I would spend on food. You may think, how could you spend so much money on food? There's no chance. But sadly, you can. I haven't believed it for a long time myself. I even avoided looking at my bank account for some time. But once I did the math, I was terrified how much money I literally threw away. And again, I don't want this to sound that you should recover because of the money. Not at all. That's like the last thing to worry about. Because health, happiness, relationships, all that comes first. But at the same time, eating disorders do affect many things, including your finances. So I think it's something worth mentioning. To sum up this episode, our health is one of the most important things that we can have and we can experience in life. And if you're maybe just starting to think about the recovery or you have been playing with the idea for some time, it really may be the best time to start. It is really important that you are the one who wants to recover, not your partner, your family or your friends, but you. But at the same time, which I know can be really hard, don't wait for the perfect moment or a perfect opportunity to start because it will never come. There's a never perfect moment. There's just now. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the Binge on Selva podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and follow me on Instagram at Binge on Self-Love. I'll be back next week with another episode. Up until then, have a great rest of the week and talk to you soon. Bye!